what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. To my right on the video screen is Brian Jackson. We have the same last name. We are brothers. That's not a we like technology. So henceforth, brothers in tech. So Brian, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Good, Alan. I like that. That was that was short, sweet, to the point. Um, you know, you didn't have to, you didn't say anything like we were, you know, have similar blood or anything, because we, we really don't know that uh for sure. But we do have the last name and we have at least grown up as brothers. Um, we've so, been told we were brothers. So I'm gonna right. go on the word of the people around us. Mm-hmm. Our other family members, that that's true. And um, that's where we yeah. are. I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We're so far <laughs> along in our lives. It's like, you know what? Yeah. At this point, I don't need drama. I don't need drama. No, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, if somebody tried to come up to me and say, hey, by the way, we ran a paternity test or a DNA test on Brian. And do you want to know the results? I'd be like, no. Yeah. No, I'm good. like, look, I'm already so far invested in this. I really don't feel like starting over again. I do not feel like any drama right now needs to be added in my life. Um, yeah. For so better when you or say, worse, Brian. When you say invested, brother. when you say invested in this, exactly what have you invested in this relationship? That's what I want um, to know. I've invested my. Uh, um, hold on, I'm coming up with something. I've invested my. <laughs> I have uh, put on fake fronts many, many times to act yeah. certain ways and act interested in, in what you're saying, or I, I've, I've invested a lot of, I haven't really done much. Uh, yeah. you, you got me. I yeah. Really thanks. Thanks. Cause I mean, that, as long as we can be honest with each other, which is, which is part of the investment here, right? We have to have to be honest with each other. That's all right. Okay. Are we through the pleasantries. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get onto the show then? Let's get on to it. Let's get on to it. That's enough of that. This is Brothers in Tech. This is uh, Brian and I get together. We talk technology, mainly for home and personal use. We like to talk about technology as people use it. Everyday people use technology every day. How can we use technology to make our lives better, uh, easier, quicker, um, funner <laughs> i know that's not a word more efficient um yeah so yeah that is what we talk about we talk about the use of technology uh brian i have a couple of things i was going to spring on you to talk about um because we didn't really have a set agenda for tonight. that's really good because yeah i have nothing to spring on you so okay. you've got some things is what you're saying i do i do okay. i have some some, some tech I'm, some useful things um, yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. Awesome. I think so. Yeah. I think, uh, I got like three things I was going to show actually. Whoa. That's okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, three things to kind of go over them, uh, some tech that either I'm dabbling in or using or some new features on some things that I think people ought to know about. Again, guys, just go ahead and let everybody know we are honing in on iPhone, Mac, Apple products. And today is no, no, no different. The three things I'm going to talk about are all going to be very specific. 
to how you use them with either an iPhone or if you have a Mac computer for one of the things a little bit later on. Um, now, this first thing I'm going to talk about is something that's available for any computing platform. I'm just going to show you how to use it using an iPhone, but there are other ways to use these, these tools um, if you have another computing system or, or operating system you use. So uh, let me Can, let I, me can I just ask you before you get started, is this going to cost me money today? This is going to cost you very, very, very little money. Oh, okay. Nice. Actually, you know what? Yes, if you already own an iPhone, everything I'm going to talk to you about today will cost you a total of $9. Oh, love it. You know what? Okay. I have $9. Let's do it. You? Let's go. Okay. Yep. Let's I go. wanted to check with you before I, I jumped into this because if you didn't have the $9, um, I could probably hold off on my recommendation, but seeing as how you said $9, you, you can make that work. That's where we're going to go. I'm going to go right into my recommendations on a couple of things to check out. I did. Uh, although, you know, if you want to go back and discuss the contributions you've made to me as a brother, right? I mean, $9 could, could go with that too. So I think just, we've already, just think about it. I think we've already agreed upon that. I have given no contributions at this point. So true. Um, true. So not to expect any more than what you've done up to this point. No, no. Great. You're okay. pretty much getting from me what you're going to get from me. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't have any plans to change that. I'm very set in my ways at this point. So uh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> All um, right. Educate Ryan, me. What do you got? So what do you know about NFCs? Okay. NFCs. NFCs. Um, yeah. So you're talking about the things used to like pay, pay at terminals and that sort of thing, right? Pay with your phone. Is that in that NFCs? Yes. So NFC it stands for near field communications. Near field communications. I believe that's right? correct. At least if it's not correct, that's what I just named that it. That sounds really, really good. That's yeah. what I'm going to say it is. Yep. Because that's technically what it does for you is uh, I'm actually going to verify this because you know what I, <laughs> I think about it that may not be what NFC stands for. Um, no, it is near field communication. Wow, look at Alan you, Alan, Alan for the win. Okay, good, good deal. Okay, you don't have to. You don't near have to cut that out. What it is is when you um, have your phone and you go somewhere and you can use like Apple Pay and tap on something. That is using a form of NFC, meaning it's, when we say near field, it is very, very close. Like you have to have your, your phone has to go and actually tap or touch or, or hover right above really a close, device. Right? Yeah. That is using NFC because it is truly near field. It's not Wi-Fi. It's not Bluetooth. Bluetooth will connect a, a decent distance away from something, but you can't like go, you know, blocks away from it. Yeah. Wi-Fi, you can go further out for sure, but near field communications is really like, it has to be like, I'm talking like probably within an inch or a couple of inches of what you're trying yeah. to communicate with. Okay. So a lot of NFCs out there that we see everywhere that we're using, but NFC tags are actually little wafers. They can look different ways, but this is a, NFC card or tag, however you want to call it. This is using that same technology, NFC uh, technology. You can buy these little uh, disc 
And this is where the $9 comes in, Brian. Hmm. I spent $9.99 for a pack of 30 of these. 30 of these for basically $10. So 30 of the communion wafers for $10. Yeah, the little communion wafers. Do not yep. eat these, though. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Very important. Do very not important. eat these. Mm-hmm. What you these little tags are, is these are programmable tags using NFC commun- near-field communications. So each of these individually, if I got 30 of them, all 30 can be programmed to do or act certain ways. Once you program a tag, that is what that tag is now allowing you to do. You can go back and change the programming of that tag if you wish to. That's what I'm going to show you how you can do. Let me show you how this works, and then we'll talk about application like why would you need to do this because that's that's a bigger question how can you even use these but just know these are things that can be programmed by you and your phone and then you can put them in different places or wherever you need them and by your phone going up to the tag and just getting close enough to almost tap it it will do whatever you programmed it to do Mm -hmm. on that tag is that making sense yep yep Okay, so let me give an example here. Uh, I'm going to share my screen on my phone because I need to show you the way to do this. And let me go ahead and bring that screen up. Um, Of course, I just, oh yeah, there it is. This is always the fun part of the show is I try to arrange my screens for everybody to see. Okay, so just so you know, you can see over in my, in my camera view over here where I'm holding the little the little NFC wafer, right? Yep. This is my phone. I'm taking my, my NFC, and I'm going to take my phone, and now I'm going to touch right there. And you see what it just did? I did not change my phone. My phone went straight to my email program, okay? Because I told it whenever it comes into contact with this to automatically open up my email program. I've got another one. Right here. This one, if I put to it, it just opened up chat GPT for me <laughs> and put it into voice mode where now chat GPT is now running on my phone and it's listening to me and it's going to try to respond in a moment with whatever it thinks I'm, I'm saying. So again, that was another thing I programmed this, this little tablet to do. So anytime my phone touches this, open up this app and go ahead and put it in this mode. And okay. those were two different tags you yep. just tapped. Okay. I got two different ones right here. Yep. Okay. Two different ones. So here's what, how that all works. Okay. Yes. Chat GPT is one to talk to me. Um, <laughs> okay. So here's what happens. You buy these little NFC tags. I'm going to go ahead and get a fresh one here. I've got a whole little box of them here. Okay. So if I get a fresh one, open it up. In your, on your iPhone, you're going to use the application called Shortcuts. We've talked about Shortcuts okay. before. Shortcuts is a uh, app on your iPhone that comes standard with it that'll allow you to create little actions that are like shortcuts. You can create a little scripted uh thing to run on if you heard a certain button you can have a, a a shortcut created as an icon on your home page that will automatically trigger or do something that you want it to do so it is a shortcut like it says so if you go into your shortcuts app 
And you go under automation, which hold on, let me hide this away. Automation is down at the bottom, one of your bottom three down there. You go to automation and you want to create a new one with the plus button up in the corner. So now you're creating a new personal automation. All right. You scroll down. One of the options is NFC right there in the middle of the screen. Mm, okay. Nice. okay. If you choose NFC, it's going to say, okay, so when, when do you want to run this, this action? Well, you want it to run once you have it communicate with the little NFC tag. You see that it says NFC tag, but it has a button that says scan. So what it wants you to do, if you hit that scan button, it's going to say, okay, great. Hold your device near the NFC tag. And I just did. And now it registers it. It says, okay, cool. Give it a name. I'm going to call this one tag three because it's the third one I've set up. Okay. It's creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Now you have the option to say, okay, do you want this to run after confirmation? Meaning whenever you come into contact with this tag and whatever you want this tag to do for you, do you want it to like confirm with you on the screen? Hey, I'm going to run this. Is this cool? Or do you just want it to run immediately? I'm going to say, go, let's go ahead and run it immediately. I don't need you to notify me when you're running it. I, I don't need a prompt to say, hey, I'm running this. I just want you to run it and do it as soon as I tap the tag. So now I'm going to go next up in the corner. And it's going to say, okay, what do you want to have happen once you tag this, this little NFC tag? So I can say, all right, well, let's, um, here's all the apps on my phone that actually have shortcuts already built into them. Uh, but let's go ahead and use, uh, let's see, I had one for uh, play my favorites. Okay, so that's an audio. I'm going to say, look, when tag three is detected, I want it to play my favorites in my uh, my Apple Music, my favorites playlist. Okay. Now, you can see right there, Brian, in that automation list, I've got three tags already. Actually, I've got two named the same one. That could be a problem. Um, but one of them is opening up chat GPT, just like I showed you before. Mm -hmm. The second one is opening up Apple Music that we're going to do in a second. The third one is what's set to open up my Spark email app. So that's what's happening in all three of those. Okay. So now if I go and just leave this, I've already created the automation. I've got the new NFC tag. And if I put it here, up here, and then I go up and tap it, um, it is. I was asking for confirmation, right? Because you set it up that way or no? No, it is starting to play a song. Oh, you can't hear it. I got you. Because, yeah, it's playing my music. Got okay. it. But it's not it, it, because I've got it plugged up the computer, the, the computer We're is not, not hearing playing it. sounds. You're not hearing yep. it. But it started playing my music on my phone nice. right away. Okay. Okay. Very so cool. So that's what's happening there. So again, that's all it takes is you run through that little routine, you tag this tag, and you assign it to a shortcut or a macro or tell it what to do. That's all it is. And these, again, are... How much is it 30 going into $10? It's, it's 33 cents each or something like 30 that. 30 cents each. Mm -hmm. Okay. You yep. got these little wafers. Now I can go back and change it. If I want to go back and say, I want to set up a new NFC tag and I take the same one I've already programmed and I go and do that scanning again. My understanding is it clears it out and creates a new routine for it. So in other words, they're reusable. I can, I can. Okay. Yeah, we can reassign them. I can reassign them. Yeah. But right now, this is permanently, this I don't want to say permanent. This is currently scripted to automatically open up my 
Apple Music. Okay. Anywhere this is in, in the world. If I go up and tap it, that's what it's going to do. So let me, this is awesome, right? So let me let me ask some questions here because um, mm-hmm. I have not had any experience with this except, you know, other than paying and that sort of thing. So this is essentially, this is going to do the same thing a QR code is without taking a picture. That's is right. That right. Yeah, yep. you're assigning that QR code just like you're assigning this tag to represent something. And it is recognizing that something either... If you want to take a picture of something, it's QR code. If you want to do this, it's touch, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, this is NFC is like a touch tapping type of thing. You know, trying to make sure because the one thing I ran into and I oh, you, with the case is it, is it the one the that fact you assigned that two of them because the, the previous one had a problem running. Hmm. That is one thing I've noticed is that when I'm using the when I do the music, it kind of jams up a little bit. The NFC tag. So which one are you trying right now? Which one are you attempting to test the music? I, I'm bringing up one of the other ones. Just, oh, okay. Because you did have two that were titled the same thing. Do you think that's throwing maybe in there? Uh, let me redo this. So I'm just going to scan this again. Sure. Scanned it. I will name this my more original name, which is tag four. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's, that's... And yeah. Okay. So now. Okay. All right. It's still playing. It's playing my favorites list again. Same song. It started it over. If you can see in the corner there, it's uh, started playing it again. Okay. Yep. Now let me see, make sure I can do what. Yep. There we go. Okay. I just did a different tag. It did the chat GPT. I'm doing my third tag now. Click on it. And there's my email program. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I noticed when I do the Apple Music Play music, it kind of jams up a little bit, the NFCs. I need to figure out why that is. Hmm. But um, Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. The, uh, so yeah, all the things that have made QR codes of interest, right? So that you are assigning basically that symbol to something. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's, the, here's, I guess, the major difference between this and a QR code, right? A QR code, you create it, and I can use my phone to see it and recognize it. But if you create an NFC tag, it's only for your phone. That is correct. Okay. Um, Yeah, the way I should multiple phones. Can you assign multiple phones for that tag? Yeah. So NFC tags, you can get an app that. That's a good question. I know that you can get an app like non Apple, like an actual app that will tag your NFC disc for you, whether that makes them now universal to anybody or if it's still just, yes, on the way I just showed you, that is a shortcut that is tied to my phone. You do not have my shortcut on your phone. So yes, you would not be able to tag, tap my NFC tag and it work. Okay. Right. But whether or not a third party app will allow you to do that or not. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm less less worried about a third-party app. And I'm more interested in, let's say you put the NFC tag in your living room so that when you go in, instead of 
clapping or whatever it is you do to, to turn lights on and stuff, you say, you know what, when I tap my phone there, that's going to do this. Could you also have your wife's phone assigned to that same tag so that it does the exact same thing or maybe even a different thing? I, I guess the question is, is the NFC tag then privately linked to yours so that it's only useful in yours? Or is it simply just a coded thing that any iPhone will recognize, but only certain iPhones would have been programmed to do something with it? Um, that is a good question Yeah, that you. I do not know exactly the answer for. Well, I mean, if you think about an NFC when you're paying, obviously all phones have the ability to read that that NFC tag is there, and then they use their own internal pay app or whatever to be able to send that information so obviously those are different because they're probably powered NFCs, but um, but I would love to know because now you're talking about is this something that could be useful for multiple people or just mm-hmm. one individual? Now, of course, I know you bought them strictly selfishly and saying this is going to be yeah. fun for me. And me I had no intentions of sharing these with anybody. Yeah, I figured. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I figured. Well, can you um, can you share a shortcut, Alan? That's another good question, right? Can you share a shortcut? If you create a shortcut, can you share it with someone and then they're having the exact same shortcut yeah. or they're having, okay. You can't share it, a shortcut. So here's what I think. Here's what I think the deal is with NFC tags. I think there's a, you can do your own uh, quick writing to an NFC tag, which is what I just showed you. I'm basically putting on a current status of what that disc does, but it's not locked in. It's not programmed into that, into that that disc you can go and get an nfc chip or tag to be locked in and programmed to do a certain thing i think that's when it becomes universal where it can work across different devices with anybody that comes in contact with it using it the way i just use it is very much a personal attached to either your phone or at least your devices that you have all under your icloud account for example on the apple ecosystem so Yes, there is a way you can do it. My question is, I don't know if that's something I can do with the tools I with have. The built in, with it, the built-in iPhone app. Yeah, right. or if it takes different types of uh, technology well, the to kind of make it something a little more hard-coded on there for it. The interesting part would be to take your wife's phone, try to create a shortcut, and use the same NFC tag that you've already assigned to something else. Cause if it's like a QR code or, you know, and the QR code then gets processed internally to say, Hey, do this, whatever your phone is assigned to do when it sees that random code. Cause I'm assuming that's what it is. There's just a code assigned to that tag. Right. I mean, it has mm-hmm. a code built into it. Right. It's just gotta be, there's gotta be a data clearinghouse somewhere that kind of determines what the code in this tag is set to do. When I scan it, when I tap it with my phone, my phone knows what it is. It's like, oh, I know the code that is whatever embedded in this chip triggers this shortcut. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, but there's but, no, you're not you're not embedding anything into the chip, right? No, I'm reading a code that's on this right. chip. That and the is, code never it, changes. The code is code always in our part of that So chip, somewhere right? if there was a hard-coded data system where you were saying this code always hard-coded to go to this website or open up this app, then anybody who comes and taps it would be able to do it. But I'm not hard-coded. You can't, but I was going to say, you can't, you could see why you could not do that. Right. Mm -hmm. You could, you could, maybe you would sign and say, you know, anytime someone touches this 
disk, it emails me their bank account info, right? right. Oh, sure. And yeah. then nobody knows and they get touched. So, but I do think, I'm assuming that there's got to be a way for, let's say you put that tag on your wall and then your wife goes in her iPhone and says, okay, I want to assign that tag to do this for me. So my phone reads it and says, oh, okay, now I'm going to do this, which is only in-house on her phone. It does not share with anything else. I would assume that has to happen because it's basically just saying that QR code means this to me. Yeah. Right. When when you, when you scan this code, you're not, this is not capable of storing anything inside of itself. Right. This just has a code, like an invisible code you cannot see imprinted on this somehow as something that a computer device can read, but it's going to read the same code no matter what device comes up and scans it. Yep. It's just your device is now set up to say, if I see that code, I do this. Yes. Yep. Now, yes, if I create a shortcut to do this, I can share this with members of my family on my iCloud account or share them with other people and say, hey, take this shortcut because this is now what you're going to use to make sure the same action happens if you come up and tap this. But you're right. If my wife went up and said, I wanted to have something different happen, she could create her own automation based off of that, that tag to do something different. And that would not invalidate what yours does. Right. Right. It's just, everybody could choose that. That thing represents this to me. Yeah. Right. But it, but that's interesting, right? Because that means any NFC tag that's out there that is usable, people could use on their own. So I could go peel one off the wall See, of someone else, right? There's got to no, be some think, sort of, you know, mm, use case, right? There is a, there's a security to it. You can lock an NFC tag. Okay. Or it can be okay. unlocked, which is what these are. These are like unlocked. A locked one means it's going to be kind of hard coded to, do one thing and I don't think any any device can come up and re-scan mm-hmm. it or re-tag it or do anything else with it. But that's also different, right? I mean it's is can you could you lock that one? Which not wouldn't necessarily mean that it's going to do something. It means it's only usable by you and whoever's been assigned or something, right? Because it does seem like even if I mean, of course, I get the fact that you can't lock it and say anytime someone touches that NFC, it's going to do this thing, right? Because that you're not coding the NFC, but you're coding your phone to read that NFC. The question is, could someone else also code their phone to read that NFC and do different things? Just like you set yours up. Could Suzanne, mm-hmm. your wife, go up and say, hey, I'm going to add a shortcut and add QF, uh, you know, the, uh, the NFC here's the NFC I want to use. I'm going to name it this, even though Alan's already named that same one, something different for himself. That would be the interesting thing to me because then the question, then the, then that answers the question of, can this be useful to a family or is this simply just a personal use case? Um, Brian, you're asking a lot more questions than I had prepared to answer. <laughs> yeah, about this sorry. I, well, you got to be excited here. You got to be I excited. really had just, I was kind of done with my demo and I was pretty <laughs> happy with how the demo went. And uh, now I'm just questioning everything. So yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I take it. I'm joking. You, you, these are good questions. These are yeah. things I honestly didn't really think about because all I was thinking is, okay, where, what cool places am I going to put these discs around my house? For you to use them. <laughs> for me to use, to do right. things. Right. So let's, okay, let's back away from the technology because yes, there, there are yeah. some unanswered questions about exactly yeah. how, shareable these things are, how universal they can be, so forth. 
thinking about applications. Yeah. Though, okay. Yep. This is where I'm really kind of have, trying to think through, and I haven't come up with the perfect solutions yet, but I feel like I'm on the cusp of it. Thinking about where does it make sense to be able to just need to have your phone or, or uh, your device with you. And it's better than using Siri, like to tell Siri mm-hmm. to do something. And you also don't want to have to open up your phone and go to an app or scan something or whatever, but you need to be able to have your phone and go and physically put it somewhere and you need something to happen when you do. That's the question. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I ideas. thought about it. Okay. I thought about, you know, putting one up, like I have a spot where my lights, I have a push mm-hmm. button for my lights in my den. I'm like, well, I could just go up and do that. I'm like, well, but pushing a button is easier than, than that. So that's not really right. that applicable. I even thought about my projector right behind me. That is one where I do tell Siri to turn it on or off. And I don't go up and manually, uh, I don't have the, I don't use the remote control because I've tried to minimize my remotes in my house. So I just use Siri, but I thought, well, sometimes it's actually easy because where I sit, I'm like, I could just go up and touch it and have it code right on the side of the projector and that would turn it on. That's not bad. I could possibly do that. That would be another option for me to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what have you, you got some ideas? Okay. I have a, I have kind of a very specific idea for me, but I, I think it could be really interesting. Okay. Uh, use case. I put one of these right inside my car, right as I'm getting in my car, like let's say right to the left of the dash. And as mm-hmm. I get in the car, I tap it, which automatically sends a note to my wife that says I'm coming home and I'll be there in X number of minutes. That's I, can, I can do that with voice, right? But I, yeah, why but- would I? Why would I want to say, okay, text so-and-so, do this? Or I could run a shortcut just on the f- screen in my phone but this is easier, right? If I just say, Hey, today I want to make sure as I'm getting in, I've got my phone with me. Cause I always put it on the, you know, the charger deal tap. There we go. It's, it's happening. Okay. Right. I've okay, got another one. option then. Yeah. So, uh, I have my home gym downstairs. Yep. I have a old Apple watch. I still use, and it's not very good at automatically detecting when I'm doing an exercise. So I go into my watch and I say, okay, I'm starting a treadmill now, or I'm starting yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, doing some weights. If I put this on the treadmill and say, hey, when I tap that, I'm starting a treadmill going. run. Yeah. That there makes sense. That's, That's super good. cool. Yep. Yep. What about, so let me go back to my car example, because I'm super okay. excited about the possibility of a car. What yeah. if I had also a, another one set over to the side that is, when I get in there before I put my phone on the little, you know, harness place that I have the magnet piece, right? I tap up there, which automatically plays my favorites music, right? Because mm-hmm. I always have this issue of <laughs> it doesn't really learn what music I'm wanting it to play. I have to oftentimes go in and I do it right after I start driving, which I hate, yeah. you know, like, okay, Here, let's keep I get this going, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's days I just want music, tap put it up there, drive, right? No voice, no nothing, no pressing buttons. I like right? that. This thing is doing something. So the car to me is kind of interesting. I mean, of course, that's the place you can use voice and all that. But when you don't want to touch your phone, and if you did, you only want to do something simple that you don't have to look, right? You certainly don't want to engage with your phone. So I love that idea. Um, yeah. So let us let me just take a look here just, just to make sure we're kind of thinking about some options here. If I say the NFC, and I'm just going to scan this one again, 
And I just want to see, let's see, I'll just say this one's test. Ooh, five? No, sorry. <laughs> what? I was going to say tag five. That sounded like a really good oh, right, step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I thought about it, but I'm like, well, let's shake it up a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, you see an option where I can create a blank automation, which basically lets me start to build mm -hmm. a script. I can add actions and I can go in and scripting. Like if you kind of get that whole if then do yep. this type of thing. These are all kind of pre-built ones. So you got a lot of home controls. You can build in on your shortcuts. Yep. And actually create a one that's based on whatever your home kit settings are like. Open an app is where you can just basically say, hey, what app do you want to have it open? And you can choose that app from all your apps on your phone. Okay. Hmm. Uh, show a folder. If I wanted to like just for whatever reason, go to a folder of shortcuts I've got available to me. I can have those like just know to go there. Um, let's see. There's a lot of other options here. So again, every app that you have on your phone that has shortcuts already pre-built for it are going to be on that list as well. So if you don't want to worry about making a, a shortcut, you can look and see if the app you're wanting to use already has one built in. So like I said with ChatGPT, I can say, you know, start voice conversation. That is a shortcut that's already built in from the ChatGPT app. Um, I can do uh, Shazam music recognition. You know, if there was some... I can't think of a reason why you would tap an NFC tag to recognize a song on Shazam, but you know, you could do it if you wanted to. Yeah. Again, think about the car, right? Think about your, your driving. You don't want to reach over, play with your phone, oh. do something, but you take and tap the, you know, the thing. If you, you hear on, dash, if you're on the radio, on the radio you're hearing a song right. play mm -hmm. and you don't yep. want to have to tell your phone to go open up Shazam and listen, yep. or you don't yep. want to go navigate to it. Just take your phone wherever it is, tap it to tap a it. thing. And that's your Shazam button. Okay. Yep. That's cool. That makes sense. Podcast, same idea in the car. You could say, Hey, play my next up podcast and just automatically play it without you having to go on the phone and choose the podcast app or, or so forth. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah. can I just tell you that, that uh, with my particular use case. So you said this is going to cost me $9, but given that what I'm hearing right now, it's actually retroactively cost me or wasted probably $70 because oh, you, you got me, need. you got me to buy a button <laughs> so that when I got into bed, I could click the button and didn't have to say to so-and-so, you know, good night, right? Because I didn't want to wake my wife. I could have simply just had an NFC tag right next to my bed because I always take my phone to bed to put it on the charger. Yeah. I still think a button's better though. A button's better Why? for that situation. Why? Well, let's just, I mean, do you have to have your phone with you? I mean, well, I always do when phone? I go to bed to put it on the charger. Yeah. That's but, where the charger is. Well, but. let's say, I mean, if you just don't have your phone with you and I could see well, there'd be times you may need to turn lights on or off or whatever. I think yeah. I still think a buttons. I still think for most situations, a button is better, but button is independent. Right, but the thing is, to work on its own. Right, uh, somewhere where you don't have Wi-Fi access on a home network is yeah. where NFC starts to be a little more interesting. Okay, in your because call, you don't you also don't even have to have cell service. Right, it's no, not like there has to be any service either. at all. It's the phone does its thing. That's right, built in. So okay. that's why the phone is. That's why the car situations, Brian, are really good examples because. Yeah. You can't have a button. You can't have a programmable HomeKit button on your in your car right. yeah. because it's not no going to be hub, There's no drive, whatever. Right. But NFC is right there and it yeah. works all the time. So that's where that's really a good opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, last thing I'll just show on this, because I could really sit here and brainstorm ideas all day long for it. But just to show, this is uh, this is exactly what I bought on Amazon. Uh, you can see there's a lot of different places that make them. I tried to just find one with good ratings because I just want to make sure they were good quality and so forth. But 30 of them, $9.99, but you can go all the way up to 500 of them for $55. Um, nice. They come in just a box, ready to go. Super easy. They don't have sticker on the back or anything. You have to then attach it somehow, right? You got to attach it somehow. And I've seen people that will actually uh, label them or mm-hmm. draw on them or put something on them to just kind of make them stand Seems like out that would be that. a need, right? Yeah, to yeah. make sure you kind of remember what's My going on. My understanding is putting uh, some sort of you know label or something on them does not uh, validate them or make them not okay. work, but you want to verify that for sure and make sure covering them up isn't going to hurt anything. Okay. But my understanding is this can even be underneath something as long as it's a thin enough area that your phone can still be right up to it to get, get a good tap to it. So hmm. you could have it underneath, uh, you could have it behind wallpaper. I think, I think that's thin enough. You could have it, uh, you know, uh, underneath some sort of paper or sheet or something yeah. thin, as long as your phone can still get right up to it and be able to tap it, uh, that's what has to happen. No, that's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'll have to start thinking about possible use cases. I mean, of course, I will get them because I'm just interested in, you know, challenging myself to figure out ways in which that could uh, that could be the case, be useful. Yeah, but I would like to. I would like you to explore for me and try to figure out can multiple people assign something to that NFC tag. So that I will be, be really finding helpful. that out. I will probably right after this uh, session is done. Yep, I will be testing it out with a uh, someone in my house and see awesome. if these tags that I've programmed will work across there without them needing the shortcuts, or if I have to share that shortcut with them to make it work. So maybe we'll uh, we'll try to update. Could be a follow the next next episode. We'll remind that. All right, that one took a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, and because somebody kept asking some crazy questions that (laughs) I wasn't prepared for. Um, Let me let me move on to something that uh, something else I can show you. So that was NFC. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to uh, something else on the iPhone. And this, I will go ahead and tell you, I'm not prepared to show a full demo of how this would work. This is more something to let you know is an available option, but it will take some time to explore this option. So I'd like to set this up and I make the commitment to you, Brian, that the next time we get together, I will have done this and we'll see how it works. Okay. Okay. So let me go back and share my phone again. Um, AI and AI voices are kind of all the rage continue to be for a lot of people creating digital AI voices of yourself. Uh, I just had to do one of this these earlier today for a work purpose, getting somebody to record uh, all this script that they had to recite into a program called Descript that I've been using for a while that will then take all of that uh, input and craft an actual voice for of that person I did one for myself a while back. I think I played it on the show when I did a voice that I can then feed any amount of text to, and it will read that text in my voice. And it sounds pretty darn close to how I sound. So that's services have been out there to do that. There's a lot of other tools you can get subscriptions to or buy 
that will allow you to do that as well. Descript is the one I've been using the most and, and works pretty well. However, did you know you could do this on your iPhone automatically, Brian? Mm. Okay. Uh, I did not. All right, here we go. In your settings on your okay. iPhone, if you go to accessibility, our magic accessibility option, Brian, that we spent like a good bit yep. of an episode talking about. Yep. Go to accessibility and we're going to go down to speech and there's now a personal voice option. Okay. Hmm. If you go into personal voice, it gives you the option of creating a personal voice. When you do this, you'll say, okay, great. You can record yourself. It's going to give you 150 phrases that it wants you to read out loud. So it takes about 15 minutes. It's going to generate your personal voice. What this means is it's going to create an AI-generated voice of you that then you will be able to use to have it read out anything on your phone you want to have it read in your voice. Now, here again, Brian, I asked the question, how is this... How could this be used? How yeah. is this an applicable technology? Think about this. If you there was something on your phone that you needed to have read aloud, just like Siri can read it out loud for you now, or you can have text-to-speech and just say, read this, but you want it to read it in your voice. Okay. Can you think of any applications for that? I tell you, I have one application I would love for it to do that I don't know if it will or not. Okay. I'd love to be able to record my own voicemail messages without actually saying them. I hate recording voicemail messages. I'd love to just type it out and let it say my voicemail message. And then I change it every so often just by typing something new. Yeah. That's what I would love. I don't know how do that. technically that would work. I'd probably have to create another actual speech, then go back and record it via the voicemail, like yeah. audio, right? Yeah. That's a little trickier because I don't think there's a way to have audio that you play on your phone get routed into the actual phone voicemail, right. uh, spe- the, the, the microphone that goes into the voicemail system. You see what I'm saying? I would love for it to do it though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's one future application. We'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to use this. I'm going to record one just because I, I love the idea of AI voices. I think they're great. Uh, I know Descript does a really good job with, with mm-hmm. the one I created of myself. I'm curious to see how good the iPhone native version is going to be. But think I guess about I'm trying to figure out, yeah, like how, why would I want it to speak in my voice? Like, why would I want to hear from myself? So here's the only example I came up with, and this is a very, very rare, rare situation. But for that person that this does apply to, this is an amazing technology for them. If you are someone, for whatever reason, you know that at some point in the very near future, you're going to lose your voice, either temporarily (laughs) or long term. Okay. Okay. You're having surgery and you're going to lose your voice. Could be surgery, could be... Uh, I don't know. Um, and you, you don't like the idea of losing your voice. Okay. Like you want people to still be able to hear you in the way you sound. Again, that's a very niche, very, very uh, specific example. But I mean, for that, it works. I'm just. So let me ask you though, is, is this only to, so you're saying this is creating the voice, but it's only for you to play back for yourself or can it be something that 
You know, I want people, like you said, I, I have a voice issue and I'm recording my voice now because maybe, you know, I won't have it in the future and I want oh, to be able to send Brian. text to people. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Brian, look, read that last option on the screen there. Allow apps to request to use. Allow apps to request to use personal voice to speak aloud through your devices, speakers, mm -hmm. or during calls. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So if you really don't want to talk on a voicemail message, it does sound like you are actually able to to, to trigger, have a have something already written up, like in a text me, in a message or notes or something, and then just say, okay, now just read this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm thinking now. I'm thinking. <laughs> like I said, I, I would love it. I would love it to ask me when I'm creating a voicemail message. Do you want to use? Do you want to use your your scripted voice? Would you like to type it in? Um, but maybe there's going to be apps that take advantage of this to say, "Listen, you know, do you want people to receive text from you with your voice? Because that's you know, possibly it could share it via." voice message right as opposed to a text right. message right and it yeah. just comes across in your voice that you feel as though you're communicating in that way um maybe for someone who's blind right if you're if you're wanting to text someone of course you could do it with the touch to talk and all that sort of stuff right mm -hmm. but that person on the other side may want to have apps you know be using someone else's voice coming in i don't know if it can share that way as as well but to me, those are the those are the interesting use cases, right? Where you're I, just as you said, you if I don't have the ability to speak, whether it's permanently, uh, temporarily, or the current situation I'm in, it'd be nice to be able to to produce some voice and speech. Um, yeah. So the way Apple is promoting this again, I'm, I'm just, I feel like there's, I feel like there's some obvious way that this benefits people that I'm not thinking of or I'm overlooking right now. So I'm just right. trying to think a little more obviously here. They position it as you can use personal voice to type, to speak in FaceTime and phone calls, assistive communication apps and in-person conversations. Um. So I guess it's if somebody is incapacitated in any way and not able to speak and that they've recorded a personal voice for themselves, right. to talk, right. and you can hear them in their natural voice. Um, it's one way. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing something, but I, yeah. I there's got to be a reason. I know there's got to be a, a population or a group that this is this is really good for, and I, I feel bad that I'm not thinking of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're right, though. I feel like there are they're gonna there's certainly going to be limitations that some individuals have, whether it's at a moment in time of being able to interact with their phone or uh, you know not having the capability of saying long messages and long you know elements with their voice. So therefore they can, it's much easier to do it via text and have it read. You know, I'm, I'm also intrigued to know, could you, <laughs> could you then let's say that my, you know, I want on my phone, I want the, the messages being read by my wife, my wife's voice. So I make her go in and kind of train on my, my personal voice. Mm -hmm. And so now I've got, you know, voice being uh, coming across 
in a voice that I enjoy listening to. Uh, I certainly would enjoy listening to my own. So, sure. Um, but yeah, well, it, says, it, says, it says FaceTime. I was just reading online a little bit too, right? Yeah. The voice to type to speak in FaceTime, phone calls, assistive communication apps, and in person conversations. Yeah. So I do believe that you're you're thinking ahead, right? Someone that knows they are going to lose their voice or not be that's capable of doing the voice. Yeah. Here's that's a way the, to make sure that they the, have that saved. Yeah. That's the big marketing thing I just I just saw from Apple. Is that yeah? If you're at the risk of possible speech loss or yeah. someone with a speech disability, you can create a personalized voice on the iPhone to use with live speech. Yeah. That's that's so in a, so in a sense, this is, should almost be included under the. Remember the things we went over before about having a survivorship set up and all of this yep. stuff. It's like here's all the things to future proof your yourself, right? Let's record so your the voice. The idea is make sure we if you go ahead and create that. a personal voice for yourself, if there's ever a chance that you your speech is incapacitated, you lose your voice, uh, even a short term thing. People get mm-hmm. laryngitis. They get you know uh, things where they just can't talk for a while uh, after surgery. There's times where you're not able to speak as much. Um, that could be really helpful, but I think the biggest benefit, obviously, is if somebody is at risk of a true speech loss right. or developing a speech disability, creating a personal voice while they're able to and having that on their phone ready to use so that when they do engage in conversations over FaceTime, over text message or whatever, or voice messaging, they can use their voice and just, just obviously it's a lot more impactful to hear the voice than it is just reading the text. So. Brian will be using it to write out his voicemail messages in Absolutely. and then no just question. have his voice read it uh, to the recording so he knows every word is perfect and he doesn't have to do it. And himself. I have to re-record it. And yeah. I don't have to re-record over and over. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. Okay. I'll be doing that. So that is the option I just want everybody to be aware of was there. Uh, it's, you know, it definitely has some very, very specific practical applications. But I also just plan to do it for myself just because I, I'm always curious yeah. to see how these different technologies try to synthesize your voice from uh, the passages it has you read. But it does say if you're going to create this, set aside a good 15 minutes or so to read everything. It's mm-hmm. a lot of reading. But the more data you're giving it in that reading, the better quality that voice is going to be and sound like you. So that's why they do it. Very yeah. cool. Um, okay. So I think... That was my two iPhone-related items. I've got one last thing to share, Brian, on the Mac. And I'm doing this because, honestly, um, I know that you, Brian, are not able to upgrade your computer to the latest Mac OS system that came out, Sonoma, uh, because you have, uh, rightfully so, uh, as part of organization. Limitations with the organization. Limitations for letting Mm -hmm. upgrades happen when they're available. Right. So I, I'm the one that jumps the gun and gets the upgrades when they come out and, and play around with the new the new technologies. So what I want to show you, and I'm going to do a little screen sharing here. So this is going to be a little weird, but I'm going to share my other window screen right now because I need you to see the whole window, um, entire screen. Yep, here we go. Okay. So I am sharing... Right now, my other window desktop here, because I need you to see some things up in the menu bar, okay? Mac OS Sonoma, the latest version of the Mac operating system, has some new features, not tons, not things that are going to radically change your life. But one, I think that most everybody using a Mac will probably find a way to use in some way, shape, or form. 
is a new little button up here in the top right of your menu bar. You see it's now purple, shaded purple there. This is a button that shows up. This little icon will show up anytime you are in a video conferencing app of some sort. Zoom, StreamYard, uh, Microsoft Teams, mm -hmm. uh, any of these. Okay, anywhere where you're doing video conferencing, that little icon is now going to show up uh, right there, up in the corner of the screen. Okay. So by clicking on this, whenever your camera is active on any of these apps, this little icon shows up and you can click it. And when you do, um, you're going to see all the different applications listed that are currently using your camera. Hmm. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to Google Chrome because that's what, um, actually, no, no, I'm sorry, Zoom, Zoom is what we're using right yep. now. Yep. So now I see a little preview of what my camera looks like, which is kind of nice if for any reason... I've got another application or window covering up my actual zoom window. I can always pop up here and make sure I can see what my camera looks like. Yep. But I've got some new little options here that pop up for my camera, for my built-in FaceTime camera here. I can turn on just like you can on your iPhone when you're taking photography. One of the features on the photo app or the camera app is you have a portrait mode and you have a studio light mode you can apply to yourself. So I can actually do that now within these applications. So if I'm in Zoom, like I am in this situation, I can go up to my presenter overlay screen up here and I can put on the portrait mode. And when you see the portrait mm -hmm. mode, it is now blurred out the background behind me, just like it does on an iPhone if you go into portrait mode. I can also turn on the studio lighting, which gives me a much uh, brighter yeah, look nice. to my face and makes me a lot more visible there. So those can be turned on and off. And I've also got some options I can break down and increase it more or less hmm. based on what I want. I can do that with the portrait mode as well. If I want just a more, little more subtle portrait mode, I can go really low with it or go really high. Okay. So that's kind of nice that those are available right there. Now that's really cool. Again, you can do that in zoom, Microsoft teams, uh, go to, um, shoot, go to meeting anywhere where it's a, it's a video conferencing app is using your, your camera on your computer. Okay. Now the one that's a little more controversial <laughs> is reactions. Yeah. Okay? Reactions are turned on right now. And what reactions mean is that now your camera, if these are turned on, your camera is watching for you to make certain gestures or movements with your hands that are going to trigger a reaction, animated reaction on the screen automatically. So if I do a thumbs up, you can see I get a little <laughs> thumbs up uh, icon. Let's see. You can't really see it there. Let me do it again. Uh, if I do a thumbs up, it sees a thumbs up and it does a little <laughs> thumbs up graphic automatically. If I do two thumbs up, I get this. Okay. Now, uh, let's see. Okay. Is that anything? No. I think okay may have some other uh, implications and other cultures. So that's probably right. why they didn't do any kind of right. reaction with that. Good, good call, Apple. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else. Um, there was one I think is like like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see one? you try everything. I don't. Know. Nope, I'm not seeing anything. Okay, hold on. Luckily, mm -hmm. there is a menu here that will show you these. Um. Oh gosh, do I have to do the little heart thing, the little Taylor Swift? Oh, of course you do. Uh, of course okay, you do. Fine. Mm -hmm. What is it? I do. Um. Is it? Uh, oh, that's a horrible yes. heart. There you go. There you go. There we go. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nice. Nice. Okay. 
Um, down. Yep. There you go. You get the idea. Um, Oh, there was another one. I saw one. It was like confetti was. Yeah. Confetti. Uh, was it, what is it? The peace, what it with the peace sign? Oh, what's the peace sign? Hold on. Oh, Oh, there's the balloons. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now, that's all fun and cute. Okay. And, you know, some people may like that. Some people may not. The good thing is in your little overlay menu up here in the, in the menu bar, you can always turn them off and say, I don't want them. Okay. Yeah. By default, they're on. I'm going to go ahead and warn you on that. If you're in a meeting or you're in an important call by default, when you upgrade to Mac OS Sonoma, these reactions are on. Yeah. It is going to be watching your camera Beware. for you to make those motions and it will do the animation whether you like it or not, if this is turned on. Okay. And you can't uh, turn them off been, individually. They're all, uh, all as a package. Yeah. It's all as a package. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a way. Yeah. So here's where I can see all of them. I can just click and hold them to see what it looks like. Yeah. There's yeah. the confetti. I don't know what triggers the confetti. I don't know what triggers the, I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this, this was a cool oh, one, but I don't remember what, I don't remember what does that. So, hmm. so here's, here's just a little throwing a little news in this. Um, there's been a little bit of more controversy with th- this whole reaction feature uh, lately because a lot of people use um, video conferencing for therapy sessions, consultant counseling sessions, and so forth. A lot of these services that do online ca- counseling are like, especially very, very subject, uh, serious subject matter, grief counseling, and so forth. Letting people know, hey, look, if your counselor's uh, uh, reactions on screen, these animated reactions are inappropriate or coming up at times, just know that they are not intending that to mean that it's just the camera is now doing that automatically. So they're encouraging people, especially people who are trying to work directly with someone on video conferencing, uh, especially in very, very personal subject matter, in serious subject matter to turn off those reactions just to not accidentally look like it's making light of yeah. someone's uh, uh, yeah. uh, situation. So that is something to be mindful of. And again, very, very mindful. If you're in a business meeting, just know that that could happen if you don't turn those off. Yeah. So, yeah uh, that's good. That's a very good point. That is through the, it. I kind of wish they would not have them on as uh, default, but kind of pop up notifications. Be like, Hey, have you checked this out? Try it. Yeah. But I can see why they would, right? They want you to, they want you to stumble up pro- across it, but they also, yeah, need to think forward a little bit. I think, uh, I think I heard that maybe they might be adjusting the default, but uh, based on some of these issues yeah. that have come up, I kind of feel like they're going to have to because yeah. I just think uh, it's to have it by default is a little is a little troublesome. So yeah, the only last thing I'll show you on the presenter, this whole little presenter pop up window. Some applications will allow you to do, I know Zoom will do this. If you're sharing a screen, like in a Zoom meeting and you're sharing something, uh, let me see if I can actually do that here. That's going to be really freaky to do this, but let's see. Um, I'll share that Amazon window screen I was looking at. Okay. Are you seeing me? Mm, No, I see the blank window with you in the corner. Now you're seeing the, the NFC screen, right? Correct. Correct. So now oh, are you go. seeing me in the corner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Yes. Now you're seeing me. You're not seeing me large. 
All right. A little bit weird, but yeah, yeah. this is, this is not a great way to show this. Um, but you can see in the little window up here. Yeah. The window looks better. Sure. That is what people on zoom are seeing. So I actually can, if I'm sharing a window, like I am with this screen, I can turn on the presenter overlay option and now it lets me, they still see my camera, but they're also seeing the window behind yeah, me, uh, yeah. kind of floating behind my head, which is kind of cool. That um, is cool. Mm -hmm. So that is something that can be happening in the video conferencing apps. If you're sharing a screen, you can turn on this feature. And again, these are all located up in this top little drop-down menu, no matter what application you're in. And you can toggle between your apps that are using your camera at that same time up here. All right. So that is, uh, oh gosh, I don't know where I am now. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going to get out of this. That is the presenter overlays or presenter tools, or I don't know exactly what this whole button is called, but just know that when you are on a video conferencing uh, service, FaceTime, Zoom, anywhere where you're using that, you now have these options available, both for lighting, for your portrait mode. You can have the reactions, just know that they're on by default already. And then the presenter overlay, if you're sharing uh, something, those are all built into the Mac system. So you don't have to install anything new. It just has to be running Mac OS Sonoma to do it. So, all right, nice. let me see how I get back. Okay, there we are. Now we're back to normal. So, cool. Wow. So you, uh, yeah, you took over tonight. That was great. And, you know, I expected <laughs> you took over. It would be nice and short and clean and, and we're now over an hour. We're so, in an hour. Good job. Yep. Yeah. No. You're welcome. <laughs> no, this uh, that was good. I, uh, of course, as I mentioned, I'm kind of annoyed that I can't try the macOS uh, operating system yet. Um, but I'm sure by the time I I do, it will be fully uh, no bugs, no no issues that I'll be able to jump right in. Um, yeah, that's a good point about it. It will yeah. be kind of nice and, and tested and updated and patched by that point. So right. that's good. Yeah. Look, I, I, there's nothing really I'm saying that, oh my gosh, people have to go out and run out and upgrade to Mac OS Sonoma. Uh, it's nice. I do think it's, I think, I think they're refining everything a bit, every, every version right now. And I feel like things are starting to borrow a little bit more from the iOS and iOS borrowing from the Mac. And they just seem to be a little bit more yeah. cohesive than they ever were. But there's nothing that says you got to go run out and do this. Um, the presenter tools I just showed you, those video conferencing are probably the most prominent thing I noticed that I see, of course, because I'm on video conferencing at least once or twice a day. So I see those tools pretty prominently. But everything yeah. else is uh, relatively minor as far as I'm concerned. I have not started using desktop widgets. I know they allow the widgets to come on your desktop and be kind of mounted on your desktop now in Mac OS Sonoma. I just have found no reason to get to use those. My thing is if I need something that acts like a widget on my desktop, I would normally just have the app actually open mm. like on my window. Yeah. Uh, I could see, it's not I, finding I a need know. for a permanent desktop widget for anything yeah. to yeah. show up. So, um, so that's it. That's the big thing they marketed with Mac OS Sonoma was the desktop widgets. I just don't feel like for me personally, that's a big deal the presenter tools are probably the most impactful for me right now. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm interested in trying a few other things with it in the future um, that I think are a little snippets, but we'll, uh, 
we'll get back to those when yeah. we get to dig in a little further. But, but this is good. Yeah, that is what That's I had good. to share, Brian. So I'm excited about NFC tags. I don't know how I'm going to use them, but I'm certainly going to get some and try testing it out. I mean, I've, you know, I've, I began using, um, you know, the uh, QR codes with different ways, you know, my students can now scan a QR code out my outside my door to schedule a meeting with me, things like that. But I, I'd like the idea of the personal use of uh, shortcuts, right? You know, yeah. if there's a shortcut, I tend to have my phone with me uh, a lot of a lot of times, and tapping something certainly a little cleaner than uh, you know, using voice or even opening up the phone and doing things with it. So, yeah, if I can get creative with it, I think that could be pretty useful. I could even see, honestly, I could see uh, places where I normally, you know, need to take notes. Maybe I'm at my office and you know I'm meeting with students, and I have an NFC tag on the corner of my desk that I can tap anytime I want to make a quick note to myself. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, add a new to do, right? Rather than opening up the app, going to it, trying to figure out where it goes, but it all stores in the same spot. There could be little yeah. repetitive things that uh, potentially could be, uh, could be useful. So we'll see. You just got to think of those spots where you're going to have your phone in your hand. Uh, it's, it's, it makes more sense to just a motion of your phone as opposed to opening something up or right. doing multiple taps or whatever, but it has to be something that's a consistent action that you find yourself doing yep. a lot in that one particular location, you know? Mm. So it's another form of communication. I mean, again, it's not taking the place of QR codes because those are very universally accepted and yep. drive everybody to a certain task. NFC tags, obviously the proximity is the key. You got to be right there with it, right everywhere you, wherever you affix that tag. But if there are some applications where it works, it's a great solution in those situations. So, I want to set one up for like random things. I, I want a randomizer. What I want is I'm going to touch this thing and I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> Something's going to happen. <laughs> yep. It's going to call someone. I don't know who, or it's going oh, to send a message to somebody. I don't know. <laughs> My day is boring. Oh, look at that. I just sent, you know, $12 to someone via Venmo. I don't know who they are, but yeah, I mean, something random happens. I just think that would be a mm -hmm. uh, spice of life, man. You know, it'd be kind of fun. All right. Well, that's uh think about it over the next couple of weeks. If you come up with an interesting use <laughs> for a tag, uh, I'd be anxious to hear it. I'm thinking, okay, I'm already going to steal your car idea. I'm going to uh, put one in my car. That's to key. have it play my my favorites playlist automatically when I tap it. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, Brian, if anybody as always has questions, thoughts, or if they have an application for an NFC tag that we can borrow or steal, uh, maybe they have used a personal voice on iOS and found some good applications yeah. for it for their personal needs. Love to know. Or um, what was the third thing we talked about? Or they oh, have maybe found, they're using Mac OS. Uh, uh, or they or they found the automatic reactions on a video conferencing call to be catching them embarrassing or uh, uh, not warranted at the time they needed it. I'd like to hear yeah. from you about that. So, how can they get a hold of us on any of those things? Uh, yeah, send us an email at info at the mesh TV. And um, if you are maybe a boss that was in the process of letting someone go and accidentally had streamers pop up on your video. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we'd love to know about that. Um, you can also go to our website, uh, which is www.brothers-in-tech.com. 
and uh, check out this uh, episode, but check out uh, previous episodes that you may have missed if you're a new listener. So yeah, several places you can go and we'll be adding some more stuff to the website uh, so that that uh, maybe ease and get some, some additional info that, uh, that isn't being presented elsewhere. So that's and a nugget there for Alan that uh, look, should be doing that. But look, real time, uh, long time listeners. I know you've heard the phrase and this is your time to take a drink where we say, we're going to be updating the website with some good content <laughs> information. Yes, I realize that we have uh, we have been a little preoccupied, but I have set aside time on my fantastic Cal calendar with ultimate notifications and reminders to remind me that that is my time to do it, to update the Brothers in Tech website and to get it to actually be functional, which would be nice. So um, that's coming yes. soon. Did um, you create an NFC tag for that? Oh, I should, so that, you know, when you, you tap it automatically, see, but I won't remember to tap the NFC tag. See, I mm-hmm. need something to be pushed in front of me to make me do something. Uh, the NFC tags need to be for something I want to do. And I'm going to go out of my way to like take an action to do yeah. it. So. Or if it's an NFC tag that I use that sends you another text that says, it's time for you <laughs> hey. to do this. Hey, ask Alan, you got that website updated yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. All right. All right. Thanks, Brian. Good job, Thanks, Alan. Everybody enjoyed it fun. as always. A lot of fun. Yeah, especially since I did most of the talking, so it was good. You did. That was uh, uh, beautiful. All right, man. We'll talk to y'all next time. Take care. All right. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.